It's the A Show, always apathetic show for March 11, 2020. How's it going, everybody? Oh, this is BK. This is episode 155. Finally, 155. Uh, and uh, we are chugging along in our journey uh, through the coronavirus and the Democratic primaries, which are the only two topics I want to cover this week. You know, usually I have had the coronavirus, COVID-19 segment, and the democratic process, uh, the plus a real topic. But today, I wanted to keep it short. Uh, it's been a it's been a bit of a long day, <laughs> you know, with the time change and everything. And I think the night that I'm recording this on a Tuesday, I think today has been the worst because I got up super late compared to the usual. Well, by an hour, because you know we pushed an hour. Basically, everybody says we lost an hour. It's like no, you didn't lose an hour. And then oh, we gained an hour. Yeah, that means it evens out eventually. And this stupid daylight savings is stupid. But I talked about that way too many times every four eight months at this stage. So if you want to go hear about my event about the uh, daylight savings and standard time, which is not a standard time so long anymore, uh, go go listen to the past episode. I don't remember what the which episode it is, but I talk about it every single time. So anyways, just a reminder about today's been worse. So I want to kind of keep it short. So first thing first, uh, this week in the Democrat Party, uh, today is the mini Tuesday, they call it. Oh, great. And speaking of mini, all the M states are the big primaries this week. Uh, we're going through here. So as of 10 o'clock, nearly 1030 in the evening, Eastern Daylight savings time. Uh, Joe Biden's far ahead on Bernie Sanders in Mississippi, Missouri, and Michigan. So he pretty much got the, all the M states at this point as the primaries. Uh, we still have North Dakota, Idaho, and Washington state remaining. But uh, it sounds like this is the this is a big push after the big week that uh, Joe Biden had last Super Tuesday, which I guess surprised many people. So uh, the update after the last Super Tuesday is Elizabeth Warren dropped out. Michael Bloomberg also dropped out. And Elizabeth Warren didn't endorse anybody. But uh, I talked about that last week. You know, if Joe Biden gets some momentum. And I think she should be the VP nominee to kind of energize the base. I know Stacey Abrams has been the perennial VP contender. I said, yeah, but yeah, Sanders goes in. That will help her with the African-American votes and whatnot. But, you know, I think Elizabeth Warren is like a bit of wait and see mode since she is a bit of a progressive. But at the same time, she's a capitalist. I'm a fighter. She's a fighter, right? So she couldn't pick up message, in my opinion, and stuck to it despite the early head start. So I, I really like Elizabeth Warren. Um and unfortunately, people didn't really buy into the energy. Uh, it kind of teetered off quite a lot. And Michael Bloomberg, you know, he completely failed in his effort, uh, you know, gambling on a Super Tuesday. And it really, he only got the American Samoan Islands as a delegate. So I go, what the fuck? Uh, but, you know, whatever infrastructure he has set up, he's willing to help use that for to defeat Donald Trump. That's his goal anyway. So I just go, all right, you do your thing then. So that is that. So let's see how the, you know, tomorrow and Wednesday, well, today, by the time you listen to this, and Thursday look uh, over the week. But it seems like the Bernie's delegates are decreasing more and more as we go. Now, you know, it, it gets into the perennial question that we had back in 2016. So, BK, are you going to be like back then? I was like, you know what? Just get on it. Democrats are Democrat. You know, that thing. I, I mean, many people feel that way. I'm I'm going to say I'm not. I'm leaning more towards 
liberal progressive personally. Uh, however, I do see the sides of the conservatives. I think certain conservatism is important, and it, such as environment and you know capitalistic values. Obviously, that America has be able to excel more than any other countries um, within the reasonable being in the with respect to the machine of the economy that needs to continue to flow and progress. Uh, I'm for that. Uh, not the outward, completely, oh my god, oligarchic form of, you know, just top top dog tastes everything as much as possible. Because that's not healthy for the overall economy going forward, although, although it's a very ephemeral, nearsighted view for the rich people. So anyways, there's that. Uh, oh, Idaho, just like the number updated. 100% Bernie, Idaho. Uh, <laughs> but the poll, I think that they're just the numbers are now rolling in. For Idaho, so anyways, but uh, Biden's ahead, but they got a lot of homework and catch up to do. They got some a lot of convincing to do. All these uh, Democratic Party members, uh, you know, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, and also the Gretchen Whitmer, uh, in in my state of Michigan at the moment, completely came out and endorsed Joe. It just goes okay, you know, it 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 comes more off as like the established or just taking sides, you know, but electability and. Well, that is really a thing. So is Joe Biden going to stand up to the bankers and all that stuff? I don't know, you know, but I hope they figure it out, you know, not repeat the lessons of 2016 again. You know, don't pick somebody like Tim Kaine as a VP. If it's Joe Biden, it's either going to be Elizabeth Warren or Stacey Abrams. Uh, I but Joe Biden already has locked down on the in the as he proved in the Super Tuesday the South and the African American votes, uh, and young people didn't show up apparently uh, for other than California, which is a huge Bernie's uh, delegates. But why did that happen? I don't know. In these Southern states, you know, maybe they didn't feel the same energy they felt back then, or they just forgot because they're young people. So. Let's see how this goes. I am more, hey, like the votes are votes. People are people and people voted. And these are what the votes are. So my position doesn't really change. Let the people vote and go from there. Uh, so only thing that I would add to the Democratic Party, nom- uh, Party non-nominees is like, look, whatever you're endorsing is just obviously going to influence who individual people vote for. Now, if that perception is the established Democratic Party, Folks would like prefer Biden for whatever reason. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily the best thing because it's 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 swaying the people's mentality from one way or the other. Of course, that's why the the fact very fact of an endorsement exists. But I'm kind of in a point like you know what, everybody shut up and let people decide for themselves with all these like media malarkey that's been going around left and right. So malarkey that's a term that Uncle Joe loves, but. Let's see what happens, and it Bernie's end of the road. <laughs> it looks near, but you you knew we all knew that March would be a big, a critical month for the decision here. And July, obviously, with a convention coming up, is next. And October was another significant event. October, November, November, especially with the general election being there. So. With all this, you know, this is the executive office nominee that Democrats are leaning towards. Now, what are they doing about the Senate and the and the House? You know, they got to still figure that shit out. So 
I, I understand that Democrats are also looking to swing some of the Senate seats, like in Maine and also Missouri, was it? Um, but yeah, let's see how that happens. Those are important places. They're not going to flip Utah or some shit. You know, is Ted Cruz going to not get elected, you know, this time? And, you know, Beto failed, although he kind of came close. And what happened to Beto? So, and where does Pete Buttigieg go from here? You know, he, he got his name out there. Hey, go go run as a senator. Go run as a governor of Indiana or something, you know. I think Pete has a lot of potential going forward. I don't think 2020 was it. Unfortunately, he couldn't get the Barack Obama 08 energy, you know, overcoming the doubt. You know, at least Barack was in the Senate for like a couple of years before his campaign really picked up. So anyways, I think he's a great Democratic Party prospect, you know, 2024, 2028 and beyond if, you know, he decides to go. I think he needs to, you know, increase his reps at the national scene or in a higher state scene in order to proceed. You know, I think Beto kind of lacked that, although he was a House representative. I just go, I think he needed to... you know, create more credentials. So anyways, so that's my take on the Democrats. Now, this week in the COVID-19, that's the more accurate term than the coronavirus because coronavirus have been around, but then we got to be specific as to which one we're talking about. So the coronavirus 19, I call this episode the panic at the Costco. I think I'm not the only one who used that term, but I I must say, you know, as the disease or the virus is really picking up, you know, Italy just completely decided to shut itself to the world the entire country and then also in Germany, France, all these other places that are now freaking out. And also obvious obviously in America it's it starts showing up here and there. You know, here and there. That's an understatement. <laughs> the Coachella Music Festival is postponed until October. And I just go, yeah, like Italy canceled all the public events and everything. South by Southwest in Austin this week has been canceled. Because all these, you know, companies pulling out already anyway to begin with. I think it's better safe to be safe than sorry. A lot of companies are recommending, especially in Seattle area, that I noticed that, you know, work from home. If you don't feel good, stay home. I think that's the interesting narrative that, you know, people are really taking to the heart. You're like, oh, you show up to work even the I, It's some sort of show of bravery, you know, for a completely selfish reason. But, you know, from a traditional working thing, it's like, ah, just suck it up and get up and come, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, that and also all these economical things that's been happening. Oh, my God, this coronavirus 19 is really causing slowdown in the economy. I said, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? And also, this looks like it's going to add to the recession. But also, the Saudi and Russia are like going off on this, uh, you, you know, the oil price war. Uh, on Monday, they were going nuts, lowering the price. And today, they kind of said, all right, all right, like just calm down and then the price shot back up again but obviously it's not at the high high price level that you know it, it, it used to be and then whenever every time oil price crashes this happened in 2016 february i remember this because that's when i started really actively looking into stock investment it's like oh this is my chance to get in and oil prices tanked and then every everything else tanked you know, indicate because people fear that there would be a sign of slowdown economy but ever since 2016 people were People started panicking. Even I said it in the show. I was like, is a crash coming and all that stuff. Since back then, like 2016, 17, oh, this is the year, 16, especially with the populism rising later in the year with the Brexit and Trump, 
I was like, Jesus, and then people freak the fuck out and then go, is this the end of the globalization? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, but and but then the market kept going even after I complete disclosure, sold off most of my uh, stock holdings uh, last fall, it went up even more and more, and then I just, hey, BK, like, do you regret it not holding it? It's like, well, I'm not a fucking fortune teller, but I had a, I had my sense of where the target prices are going to be and then what my prediction of the year was going to be. I, I didn't foresee a fucking coronavirus, you know? I, I, it was more policy and everything else dependent. The revenues and company, company, corporate revenues have been kind of slowing. So, and companies have been very cautious spending. It late going into 2019 into 2020 this year anyway so this just added to the added to the sort of pessimism and then the neutral feeling that people already had you know how much can it go higher how much can the company spend how much can people really spend you know with not much wages moving but the assets are just growing it and then the loans are ballooning so Whenever, whenever people fail to pay the loans, you know, this is when the shit starts coming down. And I look at the auto loan numbers, credit card loan, that was like $800 billion two years ago. I'm sure it's reaching a trillion. Uh, mortgages are still high, but, you know, everyone knew that because home is the biggest investment anyway. And also the student loans are very high. And credit card, auto loans, student loans, I just go, they kind of go hand in hand. And housing, mortgage mortgages i go well if you cannot pay off your credit card and the student loan and you have to pay to get around in a very public transportation lacking country like america like where do you expect people to make the next leap of investment ballooning the home ownership right and so on and so forth but anyways i'm not going to go into the economics talk here but all those all those added to the greatest you know point drop pointed drop in the index on monday but I just go, I just shrug my shoulders. I just go, what? We kind of, we kind of saw this after all the initial shock that came through with the coronavirus last week and the last few weeks, really. And then I still have airline holdings, <laughs> Delta. And I bought more when it went down initially and I go, ah, crap, I should have waited. Why did I not think this through? But I just said, ah, you know what? The investment holdings I have at the moment are, I. this is where recalibration and readjustment comes in. I'm not like adding more. I don't have the capital to add more at the moment. My priority is in paying off the house. I sold off a lot of the assets from my personal standpoint, I'll say. So whatever I'm holding that I wanted to, you know, help in paying off my house, condo, I said, you know what? It's kind of foolish to pull it off all off right now. And I just go, they're going to, I'm going to give it a couple years because, you know, eventually this virus will go away. And eventually the travels and the production and the consumerism will, you know, pick up uh, as we go. So assuming that I still am breathing and surviving in 21, 22, uh calendar years i say all right revisit those then am i willing to add more hey so my recommendation if you if you're interested in investing you know just keep an eye on it is this the time to do it hey this this minor bleep that we saw today tuesday with sort of the sort of the initial easing of the price war and then all these like financial monetary policies that all these countries want to 
add to to you know help the economy it will it will raise it will raise the index numbers so but then you know who knows like the next set of numbers that come in for the first quarter as the earnings seasons are very upon us very soon over the next month or two and going into the summer going into the summer and then through the summer into the election season when the fall hits we would have the second quarter numbers and if we have two consecutive quarters of gdp slow down or the decrease that's a recession which is not a good thing uh so <laughs> let's let's give a long view and not panic just like you should how you should not panic and just hoard every single shit stealing shit that Everybody needs collectively. For example, uh, I just heard a story over the weekend where a hand sanitizer at a workplace gets stolen. Everybody is hoarding up on hand sanitizers and toilet papers and all whatever the non-perishable food items. I'm just going, everyone's like, oh, doomsday. You might get locked into the house for two months, three months. I go, all right, all right, all right. Like, cautious precaution. Precaution is great. Panic is not. I don't know why people have, like, are loading up on hand sanitizers in your own fucking home if you're going to get locked down. Why don't you clean your house and then just, like, make sure that everything's clean and you wash your hands as often as you do and don't go out so much, you know? I, like, you're in your own home with your own kids, with your partner, whoever, or just by yourself. You're, unless you already caught it and passed all this, you're already a, either exposed or you're going to be exposed just within you. But likely, if you're locked down, there's no point. Hand sanitizer. I, I, I never understood the hand sanitizers. I understand the easiness and comfort of those, you know, for the people working in the hospitals and all these places. But I never like having a dry fucking alcohol on my hand. I just go, alcohol is meant to be, you know drink with not just get thrown on my hand but that is a binge drinker of me talking so hand sanitizers on your own home fucking stupid stealing a hand sanitizer from the office for your own for washing your own hand that's fucking stupid just because you wash your hand and everybody else doesn't get to clean their fucking hand doesn't mean you're like that doesn't save you from contracting the virus right why are you taking something that everybody needs on a, as an emergency you're a fucking selfish dumbass with a no fucking foresight at all i i hope whoever steals a hand sanitizer at office or a public place i hope you contract a virus and learn your lesson i don't want you to die i want you to understand the the selfishness and the cost that you just incurred on a fucking society you're a fucking idiot hoarding on the toilet papers why? I don't understand. Bill Maher said this. Are people scared shitless? Then why do you need the toilet paper if you're going to be shitless? I completely agree. Unless you really ran out. So one guy said this. Like, I really ran out of toilet papers. Like I walked into a Lowe's and I go, I, I need a mask because I need to do some work. Not because I am Korean and I need to fucking, you know, protect myself. No. I, and then I can't find it. It's fucking ridiculous. And people are price gouging. Like I mentioned last week, it was $80 on Amazon. Last I checked for the N95 3M masks and also it was like 120 dollars when i go on uh walmart and i just go is this a real shit or is this a rip but you know what people are gonna do after this like after all this is over and everything gets restocked people are gonna go in and fucking stock shit shit up so and situation wise is this is this (laughs) i i hope the government's 
figured us out. Like Korea, like I mentioned last week, they they've been through the show and rodeo. Therefore, they're they're taking all the ov- good overreaction to do over scanning, over checking, over cleaning, over locking down everybody. China, they they did their most authoritarian thing possible, and then now they're using drones with the speakers and all that. Say, hey, hey, get back at home. Wash your fucking hands. Hey, why are you gathering? You know, it's fucking scary. They're nagging like that with all the technology. You know, it's fucking scary, but they go, I'm sorry. And then like a country of one plus billion, we need to get a hold of everybody. So I understand that logic. It's fucking scary ethically looking at it that way. But I just go, okay. Now, so the numbers look like China and Korea are slowing down as China's been dealing with this for, you know, close to two and a half months. Korea, you know, just over a month, 40 days or so after it really picked up, you know, late January. So I I just look at it as a pattern that, okay, it started in China. Really bad times happened end of January, February. Korea, really bad times started kicking in mid-February to, you know, I guess up to last week. And now U.S., Italy, I mean, Italy and Iran were already exposed, but they're, they're obviously, like, scrambling, unfortunately. And then, and then the virus obviously went to fucking Germany, France. I mean, Germany already had it from, like, people traveling from China and all that. But I just go, all right. And then U.K. is like, is U.K. ready? Is Australia ready? Uh, Japan, I don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, they're they're, they're not scanning enough. You know, they're finally <laughs> doing things right, but I don't think Olympics is going to happen. But, you know, back to the United States over here, I, I just go, well, good news is there's a testing kit in all the 50 states. I don't know in what quantity, but they've been finally spread out, you know, for the testing kits. And my old home, Seattle, Kirkland, the King County is the worst hit so far in america and i just keep an eye on it and see what's been happening but i i I just go hoarding all this shit is not is not useful yeah sure if you need to wipe your ass that many times because you're you're literally shitting bed over this matter all right get up today you know they didn't turn off the water okay they didn't turn off the electricity all right so you know don't be selfish that's all i say and just think think of a collective good I can't believe I'm saying this, but I just go, you know, it. My personal philosophy is, in order for the in order for the greater success, you can't do it alone. You know, even LeBron cannot win the fucking championship by himself. You know, I'll ask the Cleveland Cavaliers 2016. Kyrie helped a lot. Tristan Thompson rebounded a lot. For example, J.R. Smith didn't make a knucklehead play. Alas, uh, so I just go, all right. So it's this is a team effort, guys. I can't believe I'm giving a pregame speech here, and I hope this. And then, you know the president, <laughs> all these senators and congressmen are like taking self quarantine, and then Trump might have contracted the virus from the CPEC, which is like I just go like, the conservative people forum, and then this guy in the administration, top to bottom, have been giving really inconsistent answers. Like, well, we got this airtight. You know, Trump didn't say this. Hit, his whatever press secretary or whoever said this. Hey, we got this uh, pretty close to airtight. I was like, well, if it were so fucking airtight, how does it have nearly a thousand cases as of March 10th? You know, I just go, no, you don't have this shit. And then it's like, look, look, bro, bro, like to to the Donald Trump over here. I just go, bro, stop cutting wrestling promos. And this is a match. 
This is a Super Bowl. Stop trash talking before the game. This is a game time. What are you doing to win the fucking game? And I just go, I don't know. It's like, we're going to lower the interest rate. We're going to do zero zero percent income tax. I go, oh, great. Thanks, Donald, for making me not pay income tax. But how does that help with the actual disease itself? <laughs> you know? It's like, where are you going to get the money to fund the CDC and all these people in case, you know, for all, is funneling all this effort? Where are you going to raise all the money that's... You're going to bail out the airlines and hotels and all those like tourism industries, right? And the travel industry. How are you going to do that if you're not going to collect the fucking money, right? Where do you have all that money? We're going to print more money. All right, great. Thanks, Donald. That's that's your only solution. And then Mike Pence is the task force lead here. I just go, oh, God, this guy, you know. I, I The everlasting image of Mike Pence I have is when he showed up to the DMZ or some shit with his leather jacket. Like he's a fucking air marshal or the air captain. I go, look at me. Look at me, tough guy. And the winter staring right at the North Korea. I just go, can you just get off the fucking stage? You know, this guy is doing the photo op left and right. This is so fucking stupid. So, um... Yeah, so more than... So the latest numbers. What's it look like? What is... Uh, Mortality rate, the death rate. Uh, for more than four thousand died. More than hundred and sixteen thousand people have contracted the virus. So it's still about three and a half percent death rate, which is about a third of the SARS back in two thousand three. But anyways, so all these people, the East Coast, West Coast, you know, have been hit hard. South is getting some also. And then I just go, all right, Ohio is in the state of emergency right south of us here in Michigan. I just go, Michigan hasn't declared anything, but I just go, I I think somebody already has it. So I'm just like, just like resting my hands. I'm just washing my hands. I'm just going to wash my hands. Okay. So, but anyways, don't be selfish. Stop, stop this panic at the Costco shit, you know, buying all this shit. If you really don't have stuff and now there's a chance to buy it. Good for you, but you know you should be doing grocery shopping and do that pretty routinely anyway. Did I stock up on everything? I already had my shit. I already had my toilet papers, paper towels, extra sanitizer wipes. I I, I could only order in four cases online, so I have three left because I used. I just finished using one. Do I use a hand sanitizer? No, I have enough soap. I'll just wash my hands. If I get locked down, I'll just stay home. And then I'll just, you know, I'll just play with myself here. <laughs> That's a wrong expression. But anyways, you know, be cautious, but be reasonable. Jesus, wash your hands. You're supposed to wash your hands, okay? So, anyways, uh, I hope that America doesn't go into lockdown. But I don't believe that this administration has gotten it. I just look at Trump and be like, you know how to cut a fucking promo, but you suck at the fucking match. So this is going to be, a two, at best, a two-star match. And if they f- somehow find a way to contain this within America, this is not a worldwide con- containment anymore. This is a containment within each country, which, is, which means more, you know, closing down of the countries left and right, and then the slowdown of the travel, a lot the economy, and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, hey, this is a economic disaster, unforeseen circumstance, you know, that, that have added it. I don't think this is a cause. I think it just added a fuel to the inevitable. So don't panic economically or, you know, out there socially and healthily. Just be reasonable, and then uh, hang in there. I'm not underplaying the seriousness of the virus, but 
you gotta you, you you gotta use some senses here, okay? It's like, hey, it's a flu season, okay? So do you not take the precautions to, you know, not get flu? Do the same thing. I'm not saying this is equal to the flu, but whatever the healthy thing to do, you need to do. You know, stocking up a medicine when you're supposed to. I I have all the medicine there as I need when in case I get flu. Right? It's no different. So, anyways, I'm gonna leave it there. It went a little longer than I thought. And well, the economical talk in between is longer than I thought. So, thanks for listening, and then uh, we'll check back next week with uh, whatever we have. Please subscribe in the Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever pod thing you use. You'll find this show a show with a thumbs up. Uh, tell your friends about this thing, and then if you want to argue with me about stealing a fucking hand sanitizer at work, you know, come at me, man. Come at me. That's a theft to begin with. Second, it's like uh, you're endangering the fucking public. You should go to jail for, you should go to prison for two crimes, two felonies at this point. Um, so if you want to argue about that, email me at a-show-at-i-look.com. a-show-at-i-look.com. Stay safe. Hopefully you shake off whatever illness and this time zone warp that we're in. And then uh, I'll check back next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>